as I edit all these things so it's like good morning and it's not morning when you're editing it is not no okay oh. good morrow good morrow to you kind sir <laughs> so welcome back to it only hurts when I talk here we are here we are you missed us no they no. might have no one's ever says that no never so you know as you know it only hurts when I talk this is your weekly podcast telling you all about the current happenings in the laryngitis community in case this is your first time joining us that's what we do here Mm -hmm, exactly Mm -hmm. life with laryngitis life with laryngitis Mm -hmm. i bet some of our listeners would wish we had laryngitis they probably should it be called life with laryngitis they're gen xers they understand our pain that's why we started this podcast Mm -hmm. my throat hurts when i sleep with my mouth open I mean, it's well, th- just... thanks for sharing. Let's, yeah. let's, can we move on from that topic? <laughs> Please, let's move on. Let's move on. Anyway, anyway. This is, is not what this is about, but we do want to talk about something today that, except maybe those of you who are only children may not have an appreciation for it. Perhaps you've, you've witnessed it in your spouse or significant other when they're with their siblings. They become different people. It's very weird. It's so weird, and uh, and it is part of what brought us together many, many, many years ago. Since as as we talk about all the time, we are brothers in law. Our our wives are sisters, and so mine is the oldest. Your wife is three years younger, four years younger, and then there's a boy as well, who's another three or four years younger. <laughs> Finally, a boy. They can stop. <laughs> <laughs> And we are on all different parts of the country. But I know when you and I first got to know each other, we were amazed at how similar the girls were. Oh, man. So similar and so different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's something that, that their younger teenage selves would be mortified by. Oh, God, uh, yes. If, they, if they, their future selves were to give them a talking to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting <laughs> point because I think about my perception of the dynamic when they were younger. And I say my perception, but keep in mind, I've known my wife. We met when in early on in college. She was 20, so your wife was 16, and the, the boy was 12. Mm-hmm. I used to hang out and play uh, on the Commodore 64. We'd play Jumpman together. I was like the big brother he never had. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I've known that boy for a very long time. <laughs> but we were together last week. Yes, all of us, yes. the whole crew. And that doesn't happen very often. Mm-mm. And we have some observations. <laughs> so if any of you know our spouses, please don't repeat any of this to them. <laughs> oh, they know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do know. They do know. It, it, it really is part of what you and I bond over is the, oh, and does she do this? Oh, my God. <laughs> what is the matter with them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we see their parents and go, oh, that's, that's what it is. Trying to bring our sister-in-law... So the wife of the brother into mm-hmm. our little cohort of spouses of siblings of this family, and mm-hmm. uh, and she's reluctantly seeing the light. I think I, little by little, she still seems to think she's part of the family group, like the 
the core family. We're just like, just come over here. And, <laughs> yeah, sit over here with us and laugh and point because that's the way this is supposed to be done. Right. Uh, they're married, what, like, is it 10 years now? 10 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So by now you'd think she'd know better. Yeah. But yeah, we were all together last week and there was one point where we were celebrating our in-laws, um, it's their 60th anniversary. So we were all at your house and sitting around the table in your dining room are the parents and the three siblings and then you and I and and the sister-in-law and then mm-hmm. you and I and my two kids are kind of on the other side of the room I'm not going to say making snide comments, but kind of like observe, <laughs> observing and laughing. Like I, I, my kids were distinctly laughing at them, not with them, right. at them. Yes. There is a distinction. Yes, yes. Well, but there's no room in that circle for us. We're the outsiders at that point. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, like when I'm with my siblings, if I change. Oh, I'm sure you do. I've become a bigger asshole probably. Maybe. Yeah, probably. That one <laughs> surprises we- no one. We should ask them. Oh, we should. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. They would be the yeah. right judge. Yeah. I'll, I will. say. To, uh, yeah. They probably don't listen to the podcast anyway. So they'd be like, who is this guy? He seems so much less self-centered. <laughs> it's the masking. Oh, that's right. It's the masking. Just blame the, the masking. Ooh, yeah. that should be a t-shirt. Just, Just blame, blame the, the masking. masking. Yep. I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down. I don't know if we've if we've explained that on this podcast since our prior one, but we we, we save lines. Originally, there was a "this should be in the coffee table" book, right? But it's turned into "this should be on a T-shirt." Right. So just blame the masking. Mm-hmm. I like that. If I could spell masking, it'd be even better. It's hard to type while not hitting all the wires on my microphone. So yeah, now I I'm sure that I act somewhat differently around my sister, and I don't, and I know she does listen. So of course she's not going to know. She's going to she's going to say, "Well, you act the way you act." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tend to see her more often than not with my parents. And of course, there's a whole difference in behavior when my, when my parents are around. And I wanted to say I'm not conscious of it, but I am. I know I behave a little differently. My profanity is probably down a notch, too. <laughs> um, I, I, I'd like to say I've become a little more tolerant of, um, of things that are said. But but yeah, my sister and I definitely uh, we we talk before and after my parents' visits just to check in and prepare yeah. <laughs> for what that's going to be like. Yeah, we we had a long talk before my, we saw my parents a few weeks ago um, because I said something seems a little off. Like the last couple times I've talked to them, and we had a long chat about what to expect when they came up, and my mom's going through some stuff, and and it was good to kind of get all that out in the open because they'll tell her certain things and tell me certain things, and between the two of us, we can kind of put the picture together. Mm-hmm. But I know um I know I behave a little differently. But let's let's talk about our observations of okay of the girls. Sure, let's talk about people. Yes, <laughs> who aren't here to defend themselves. Of course, that's my favorite thing to do. My I know for me. I basically, I don't know how to explain it except to say I completely lose the person I'm married to. (laughs) And this is especially relevant, I think, for me, because there are children that need to be taken care of. They're not children anymore. But but when I say lose, it's like any of the day-to-day, like, mom things that she typically would know to do, just just completely lost. Really? Did you feed the kids? Oh, no, Joy and I have been talking. Well, yeah, but you got to, you got to. You gotta water the the plants and feed them. You know, <laughs> well, why can't why can't you do humans. it? Why can't you do it? Because you and I are usually out at a bar. Oh, right, that's priorities. I keep yeah. forgetting about that. So on this last on this last trip, of course, we were there to see family. 
Um, but also, you and I had a whole bunch of plans to go out and do stuff, and and I made it I made it clear to my wife. I said, first priority is is making sure that we spend some family time, but I would like to be able to get away once in a while. And you and I were able to get away once a day. Yeah, which is is Usually. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So that that was nice, and, and and it wasn't a at least at least from my perspective, it wasn't a okay, you know, you can go now. It was a huh, you're still here. <laughs> You don't need to be here for this. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Okay. <laughs> that's that's the dichotomy, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's a damned if you do or damned if you don't scenario. Yeah. Where it's like, if we, or if I took the, this is the way it feels. If I if I if I took the assumption that I I didn't need to be there and I just planned to go do other stuff, then bad things would happen. You'd be in trouble. <laughs> but if I go there and or whatever it happened to be doing and it's same 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 scenario if i if i go there and i and i engage j- just as much as as required right because it's not really about me then it's like oh well, you you didn't need to come if you're if you're bored or whatever i'm like mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Yeah, and and to be clear, I was I was bored when we planned this activity yeah. a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> this is I know how the I know how it works. I've been married twenty six years, so it's I get it. <laughs> from from the outsider perspective, sibling dynamic is quite interesting because the I don't I don't know that that my spouse becomes a different person, but she certainly actually I think I see maybe. A less serious side of her, so I see. I see when she's with her siblings, I see people behaving almost like they like it's okay to to be themselves at risk of talking about masking again. Mm-hmm. Or is it that they're reverting to type that they had when they were younger? I don't know. I'm just thinking about what you said about your wife. It's like, oh, sorry, I get distracted. I was talking to you know whoever. I'm like, well, maybe that means you should talk more often. Yeah. Like, why is that? I mean, I appreciate... Why, why is it different here? Yeah, that it's a special thing, and you're together, but is it something that you're missing in your life? I don't know. I, I think it's a really good point, and it's a comfort thing. That they, so this is something you hear all the time about kids, um, about the reason children misbehave at home. You know, there's, there's the old, oh, your, your children are wonderful to have in my class, and you're like, yeah, I'm sure they're great in class. At home, they're a demon. It's because at home... It's the comfort zone. They can let their hair down. They can be themselves. And and I think to what you just said, there's some degree of that where, the, at least for my wife, they get back together again. And this is, oh, this is, this is falling back into old routines and old times. Yeah. And um, I see that with, with the brother too, in that I've had one-on-one conversations with him and he is very engaging and has a lot of ideas and he's a very smart guy. And I see him with the girls and he is so much younger than the two of them that he just kind of smiles and nods and throws in an, an amusing quip every now and yeah, then. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I've never seen him run the conversation. It's like the plucky, the plucky comic relief. Yeah, yeah. Well, the quintessential story about him is the time he rode his little truckie under the piano then tried to stand up. And he was two. And that's the story we still tell. And he's 44. Yeah. So is that a, <laughs> so, is that a, is, is that a interesting dynamic of, doesn't matter how old you are. That's, mm-hmm. that's what they remember of you. And so you kind of revert, like I said, to type and the type yep. is the, what they expect to see of you. Right. So maybe, maybe, maybe I, that, that must mean I, I must think that my siblings 
think and expect me to be an asshole. So that's why that's why I turn into an asshole. So you're know. like, I hate to disappoint you, so yeah. here I go. Exactly, right? <laughs> it, and you know, I said this a few weeks ago. I mentioned my sister was turning 50, which she, she now has. And I found that to be very disconcerting because... For some reason, to me, she's about 18 or 20 years old and mm-hmm. always will be. I don't know why that's the age I have her at, but that is what she will always be. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But it's inter- it is interesting to watch the three of them and and see that reversion to that dynamic. W- what I view as a reversion to the dynamic. But I just it's got me wondering now. I'm like, well, then, you know, James, don't act like it's something unique to your scenario here. I think everybody probably does this. Oh, sure. It's kind of creeping me out a little bit because now, now, now I'm like, oh shit, what is it that I, who am I? Oh no, let's not do this. Like, how do you behave in that situation? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, uh, but but I don't. Can you? Is it ever any different? Put it this way: if suddenly we're we're going to assume that this is true, right? That you are not the same person around your siblings and your family that you are with everyone, like your friends, and and arguably probably people you more have more intimate relationship with than, than your family. Sure. And then, and don't get me started about how you are at work. It's all, it's all different. We have all these different masks. Right. So it's like, so if you were to become the person you're most comfortable with, like who is the real you around your, around your siblings, would they be like, who in the hell is this person? Like, is it so much different than how you, how you act, you know, in, in those other scenarios? I think that's really interesting. That's a loaded question. Yeah, that is very interesting. Don't ask me. I've been masking my whole life, so it's <laughs> right. <laughs> but but that whole concept of how how do you change your do you, and do you do it because it's comfortable for you and it's like that's part of who you are when you're with those people, or do you feel like you have to be that way? For me, I'm going to say it's a comfort thing. I am uh, like most people with with some degree of, of introversion. I I am stressed when I'm going out with, with friends, going to the office, uh, which, which I do as infrequently, assumingly possible, as we know. <laughs> I, there, there's an element of, you know, of, of the masking side of things, which like, okay, I've got to put on the work face. I've got to put on the, this face to that yeah, face. Yeah. I think about hanging out with you guys last week. Uh, well, let me, let me come back to that. That's a little different. I, I think about when I'm at my sister's and my parents are there and all that. There are certain guardrails I'll put up, and mm-hmm. I guess the first one is around my kids, mm-hmm. um, because my my parents, who I love dearly, are very much well. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing mm-hmm. this? And I and I intercede <laughs> and kind of <laughs> you know block that off. Usually by going, yeah, yeah, we're working on it. And yeah, 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 go, yeah, go yeah, away. Yep, yeah. go away. Uh, we we got a lot of advice from my mom last week on all the things we should be bringing to to college for my son. And oh God. She hasn't sent a child to college in a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Ma, he's going to college. It's 2023. I'm not sending him off to the Great War. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, that's all right. Exactly. <laughs> Did you take your sulfur powder? <laughs> Does he have a little gin to put in his ear in case he gets an ear infection? Exactly. Like, no. Or, you know, to bribe the Nazis with one of the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's there's elements of that. It, it was... Um, yeah, but I know, I mean, again, I think back, I think about my sister who's going to have all kinds of input on this, but I, those are very relaxing engagements for me. It, it's just, we're just hanging out, you know, I, my, her husband, my other brother-in-law, I, you know, just like you, I love him like a brother. He's a, he's a great guy. I was sending him pictures of all the beer you and I were drinking. 
<laughs> when we were together. So we, uh, all, all my important relationships revolve around alcohol. So you can, you can just report that right back to my therapist. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm sure there's something to be talked about there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I I'm trying to, to answer your question, you to your point with all the masking, you you just un, you just pulled the pin out of that grenade, rolled it into a crowd, and stepped back and shrugged. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because uh, <laughs> you've got nothing to say on this one. Nope. nope. <laughs> it's it's diff- I, and what I'm going to this is veering way off the sibling topic, but what I'm going to say is that I have, I'm comfortable in all those scenarios. I I like the the mask I wear with my family. Mm-hmm. I, I like the mask I wear with my friends, the one I wear with my scouting community, the one I wear with work. They're all, they're all different facets of, I'm going to use the word competence. It's very important for me to relay competence, and maybe that's because of my innate feelings of incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the word that keeps coming back to us. So if I can walk away from this interaction looking competent, then I've won. That's a very low bar, isn't uh, it? It is, it is. But, you know, you've got to start somewhere. You do. You do. You got to start somewhere. I don't want to win. I just want to come out not looking worse than when I start. At least you're really good at limbo. You got that going for you. Limbo? Yeah, the bar's so low, you just kind of got to keep, yes, keep yes. squeezing under. That's why you have back problems. It. It, it may be. Wow. <laughs> you got to raise the bar, pal. <laughs> mm-hmm. I suppose that's true. So with you guys, however, it's a little different. And the reason it's different when we came out last week is that so much so as as we've talked about, you know, we moved our in-laws because they are not well. This trip, and I told my wife a thousand times on the way there, this trip is about you seeing your family and about, you know, letting your parents you know, see the kids, which is going to be fewer and further between now with college and whatnot. And this is first and foremost about making that happen for my wife. So I was very much attuned to making sure she got what she needed out of this trip. Mm-hmm. And secondarily, it was so I was still kind of in head of household mode to some degree, but also in deference mode of, but you tell me how you want it to go. Ah. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You tell me how you want it to go. And then, by the way, if James and I can go drinking at least once, twice or three times a day, that would be awesome. Um, And maybe I'll add to the, to the, um, to the resources page on the website, a picture of all the beer I brought back with me. Oh, yeah, right. You're coming to Wisconsin, what do you expect? I know. Well, <laughs> the funny thing is, I mean, I brought two, two large, you know, I'm not going to say pallets, but two pretty big containers of beer for you. Mm-hmm. And I told Jill, I'm like, I'm not going to bring back nearly that much. And Three times as much. It, it was more than that, <laughs> but, but a good third of it was soda, was all the flavored sodas oh, my right. kids yeah. found. So yeah. there, was, there was a fair amount of that coming back, Yeah, I, you have to say. Yep, yep. Blame it on the kids. I'm I'm totally gonna blame it on the kids. Mm-hmm. But I, but this trip, I if it was like Jill and I and you enjoy going off and doing something, it would be different. But this was very much a I'm, I'm here to support your trip and what you need to get out of this. So so there there was a bit of me trying to act as the responsible adult and not so much be on vacation. Mm-hmm. And yet we still had a fun time. Yeah, so. I could see that though. I mean, and it makes sense. It's, I, I'm still stuck on this whole concept now of your your different person around other people. And this is this isn't like a new thing for me, right? I but I don't know why it's dawning on me suddenly that it's so prevalent, like with others that are around me. You, you just hadn't thought about it from yourself. No, before, exactly. It sounds yeah. like yeah, it's weird. And you see it with other people. I wonder though if if it's conscious on their part or not. Oh, I do. Because like on my part, it's very very conscious. I think the thing that I'm weirded out about or that, that I'm most fascinated by is the unconscious part of it. 
I'm going to say it's unconscious in that, I, again, I think about my wife and how, how thoroughly uncomfortable she is in a lot of social situations. Mm-hmm. And the, I suspect that the, the release of pressure and anxiety of just being with her family again is probably, she probably realizes how much better she feels, but I suspect it's an unconscious shift toward being a kid again mm-hmm. and, and just being relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't get that from my childhood. So <laughs> it's it's like that that's that's a struggle for me. I I go a little bit in the other direction. I get I get stressed before my parents visit because again the like I'm always they can be very critical. And uh and so and I know my sister sees this as well where okay, uh for example, I'm couches. I've told you about the couches. Yes, we have the couches yes. that and the lazy boy that they gave us when they moved to Florida almost 10 years ago. My cat has destroyed these things. I mean, there's, there's, and we threw a blanket over the top of the lazy boy because if my father saw what the cat had done to it, he'd be telling us to get rid of the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she ruined the 15 year old couches. <laughs> exactly. Um, but like that was, a, you're left. That was a stress point for me before they came to visit was, am I going to get an earful about the damage she's done, especially as the conversation comes up. Yeah, we're looking at buying new ones. Well, why would you do that? She's just going to destroy the other ones. Um, I don't need that in my life. Right. I need to just, I'm a grown-ass adult and I want to buy a new couch. (laughs) (laughs) But I I get a little stressed before they come to visit. Whereas I don't think, I don't think my wife worries at all about some of that stuff coming from her parents because it it comes and goes. Yeah. I get it. I get it from in that same vein around so my grandfather was a very prolific woodworker uh, professionally and and as his passion and so we have a lot of things i'll call them trinkets um i might even go so far as to call them an artist in some some extent where you know there were three of us as grandchildren and if he made one thing he made three because every grandkid had to have one and so we end up with literally boxes and boxes of stuff that he made and you're like that's cool, right? That's 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 really interesting. That's that's something special. Boxes and boxes, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's like, it's the stuff is everywhere, and so the obligation one feels is, or the pressure that's put on them to be obliged, <laughs> is can be, can be crippling sometimes because you know, it's like you know it's just going to be a thing, you know it's going to be a topic, and it's the thing you're dreading. And so it's like, get it out of the way, just talk about it now, or yes, I can't deal, right? It becomes something that you, you don't want don't to deal with. And so you, you just extract yourself from the, <laughs> from the uh, environment, so to speak, which is what I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I mean, not because of the grandfather stuff, but just in general, it's like I'm just tired of dealing with some of these topics, so I just don't you just choose not to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. So, and it's like, if, if I didn't have to engage in that topic or know that it was going to be a thing, then, you know, subtext or otherwise, then my position might be different about how I engage. But hmm. I just, for me and where I'm at and for what I need, I'm just like, I can't, I know it's going to be a thing and I can't deal with it. So I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to. You won't even put yourself in the position no. of having the no. yeah. See, I I have the conversations ahead of time in my head. Ah, okay. And I and I plan I plan either a, a way around it or a detour to go straight through it into something else. I I find a way. 
Hmm. So I so I basically manipulate the situation. It sounds like it's it's a one time thing. It's like it's going to come up. You get through it. It's on to something else. Or does it continually come up and you continually have to divert? Ninety five percent of the time, the preparation was for nothing and it never comes up. Mm-hmm. So the couch thing that I was worried about never. As soon as they left, I looked at Jill. I said they didn't say a thing about the couches. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it just I. I overhype myself up for something that's not really a thing. Yeah. A whole bunch of other crap came up that I had to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't really all that prepared. Yeah. In, in my experience, it's oftentimes it is constantly there. Mm-hmm. And it's always a subtext. And so whether that brings up passive aggressiveness or it brings up concern from, from you know, my standpoint of overanalyzing. And it's just, it's just too much stress. I... I, now that I think about it, I do the same thing my son does, which is I end the conversation and, you know, how's da-da-da-da? And I go, oh, it's fine. And then I say something else and about something different. I don't, I don't respond with anything more than that to create context for the next question. I just shut it. And, and I think about it now and it's one of the things that when my son does it, I can tell that he's trying not to have the conversation. So I'm sure my, my folks view it the same way. So we've gotten way away from the siblings. Well, here. no, well, it's it's <laughs> it's about the family thing. Yeah, it started off talking about them and how our observations of their interactions with them, but it's like I'm not thinking about myself and my interactions with my family. That's how it, that's what where this came from. So it's like, mm-hmm. how is that? How are my observations from what we just saw different than how I perceive myself and the issues that I have engaging with family? Right. That's interesting to me. It, it is. And I, I know from talking, at least from what she tells me, from talking to my wife, she has zero of these, I'll say, stressors when getting together with her family. Right. It's, it's all good. It, now, now, again, um, it was very illuminating having my parents visit here and then two days later we drive out to you mm-hmm. because I got, we got to see all the different family things in rapid succession. Mm-hmm. And... My parents are very engaged in what's going on day to day, especially when it comes to my kids, but very, I'll keep using the word critical, but, but you know, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Whereas the, the girls, their family, their, their parents, um, not so interested in anything going on no. <laughs> with us, not, not very interested at all. So, so it's a, it's, there's less engagement, but there's also less annoyance from that side of things. <laughs> so, but my, my, my kids don't know what to do with our shared in-laws because yeah. there's, you know, they, they, they can tell them a story about something that they think is cool that's going on and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Did you know that there's this statue over there? Exactly. exactly <laughs> like there's, yeah. there, there's no, they're not going to get excited about any of the kids' accomplishments or the things that they want to hang their hat on right. necessarily right. because it just, it, it just doesn't, mean anything right it's they have no context for it and no i mean some some people's families are very much i'll call them family oriented imagine that and they're all (laughs) all about really caring about what's happening with those with the other people in their in their lives wanting to engage in conversations about it Um, and then there are other families that are not like at all right they're they're a collective gathering of independence Mm-hmm. And it's just a, the dynamic is very, very different. And I think that's pretty evident 
uh, when you contrast your parents with our in-laws, um, how they choose to engage and how they see themselves, you know, where they see themselves in your life. Right. And, and there's about a 12-year age gap mm-hmm. between them, which I, I, I'm not going to put the blame on, on that for the difference in behavior because it's always been this way. Well, I had, I can think back to my childhood where, you know, my grandfather, who was a woodworker on that side, he was my father's father, um, very involved in our lives. Of course, we were, he was, my dad was an only child, so that probably had something to do with it, but mm-hmm. constantly involved in our lives. And on my mother's side, she was the youngest of nine. So her, her parents had litters and litters of grandchildren and great grandchildren and great, great grandchildren. There were so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> the place was lousy with them. So it's like, it's almost becomes, there's so many that you really can't have that same level of, sure of engagement. And so we didn't, right? Um, it's not that we cared about them any less. No, it's not at all. We just had a very different relationship. I mean, it could be as simple as that, right? But, it, yeah. but when you compare them right next to each other, it's a very stark contrast. That, that's very interesting with the, the, the focal points there because my, my we don't have a lot of cousins on, on either side so of course on on your shared side of the family my kids are the only grandkids mm-hmm. and on my side there's my kids and my sisters too so there's four grandchildren it's not that's not a lot right right <laughs> compared to some of these other families and i and i know the ones you're talking about where you see you they, they post these pictures on facebook and you're like whose is whose anymore right exactly there's, there's way too many of these god <laughs> make it stop I mean, I had, there were so many people on my mom's side of the family, my cousins and stuff, that I had people that were in my same class in high school that were nieces and nephews of somebody else that was also in our class. Oh, gee. It was very strange. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you have that many people, it's like you can't be super close to everybody. One of the teachers in our, um, in our preschool, when the kids were in preschool, she was a brand new teacher, was had just gotten her teaching degree, and her brother was in the preschool class. So she was teaching her own brother in preschool. So just the the the, the, the width of that family was unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. That's that's crazy town. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that ultimately what I got out of this is that we are all different people with our siblings than we are with other folks. And it is probably a mask, but is it purposeful? I don't know. Does it, does it matter in the end? Probably not. It's going to make me more conscious of, at least of myself anyway, now that when I get together with my siblings and on my side of the family to, to be paying, I'm not going to say I'm going to pay extra special attention, but I'm certainly going to be more observant mm-hmm. about like, who am I there and am I somebody different? And if I am, do I feel obliged to be that way? Yeah. It's it's interesting, and I keep I keep name dropping my sister, but I'm curious if she sees a different person listening to this podcast than she sees when she sees me in person. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, I I would, I would imagine. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Because mm-hmm. I mean, do you have these kind of kind of conversations with them? No, probably not. No, no. Yeah. I'm not. These, I don't. I don't even have the camera on when I have these conversations with you. This is not an eye contact conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to look directly at your sister. They're Gen Xers. They understand our pain. That's why we started this podcast. <laughs>